Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is live coverage from ABC News. Here is ABC News correspondent Brad Milken. Police in San Bernardino, California, are about to brief the public about the shooting in an elementary school earlier today. They're calling it a murder-suicide. Those are preliminary reports, but let's get the latest from police now. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Lieutenant Mike Madden with the San Bernardino Police Department. I serve as our public information officer. This afternoon, at, uh, or I'm sorry, this morning at 1027, uh, our, we began receiving reports of a shooting which had just occurred at North Park Elementary School in the city of San Bernardino. This elementary school is located at 5378 North H Street, and our officers responded to the call with the initial responding officers arriving within four minutes of the initial call. This does appear to have been a murder-suicide with both a male adult and female adult victim succumbing to injuries, with the male uh, succumbing to a self-inflicted gunshot wound. We all, in addition, we had two students who were tragically injured and are listed as critical at this stage in area hospitals. We are not releasing the names or ages of those students at this time pending notification of family. However, we will release that as soon as we possibly can. Again, this is a tragic incident that has befallen our city, and I assure you that we are doing everything we possibly can to conduct a very thorough investigation into this matter and to reunify all of the involved students at the school as quickly as possible with their parents. I would at this time like to turn it, the podium over to Superintendent of San Bernardino City Unified School District, Dr. Dale Marsden. I would like our community and our nation to keep our families in prayer. This is an absolutely tragic event. Um, our hearts are broken, as is everyone else. I want to thank our school police department, our city police department. Uh, in less than seven minutes, they were on scene. Um, and which, you know, again, uh, North Park students uh, were, were moved immediately and shuttled to safety. Uh, parents are asked to report to Cajon High School. And please be prepared to present proper identification. And parents, please be patient with the process. Your child's safety is of utmost concern. Uh, your child will be released as soon as practically possible. Please keep in mind some students may need to be interviewed by authorities and this causes some of the delay. Um, may take that time. I also want to mention to you that we will be closing North Park for at least the next two days and I want you to be aware of that. Again, uh, this is truly tragic. Please join us as we pray. Uh, thank you. 
and I'd like to introduce uh, our city's mayor, Mayor Kerry Davis. Far too often in our country and throughout the world, we gather to report this news of tragic events that take place. I want the parents and teachers of North Park Elementary to know of my concern for their health and their welfare and their safety. As was reported, our police department, together with the school police department, responded immediately, was on site to bring to arrest the event, which resulted in the death of two victims at this time, the suspect and the victim that also succumbed to the injuries that that person sustained. I want to thank our school district for how well they try to maintain the safety of our community and our children. We are very fortunate to have Dr. Dale Marsden as our superintendent. I appreciate his quick response and his concern for taking leadership over the situation. Also our police department and the school police department that has worked very closely together. We are united with our superintendent, with the school board. I also want to thank and recognize our Congressman Aguilar, who has joined us, our Assemblymember Eloise Reyes, who have expressed their concern and shown their support for this tragic event. Our hearts, as Dr. Marsden expressed, are broken. Each time any of us have to be engaged in this type of process. I also want to report that I received a telephone call from Deputy Assistant Kirkland from the White House, the President expressing his concern for our community and his concern for the students and teachers of North Park. He has offered his aid in any way possible to help in this situation. Again, I want to thank our president, our school board for all of their concern, and our superintendent, our police department, and the school police department. Thank you. Captain Ron Moss, that's M-A-A-S-S, -S, of the San Bernardino Police Department was leading the investigation as the incident commander uh, for this uh, tragedy. and. Chief Mark Hartwig, H-A-R-T-W-I-G, of the San Bernardino County Fire Department, was the incident commander on scene uh, for the medical response. Both are here present with us to answer any questions you might have. Gentlemen, was there any indication that there was some kind of domestic violence or something which may have given you a clue that potential violence was gonna happen on the school? We do not have any information at this point as to whether there are any precursors to the incident that would have raised our suspicions as to um, any type of violence that might have occurred on the campus. Um, we are still working to identify, definitively identify both the male and the female adult victims. 
Uh, coroner's office was just going in to make those IDs in the last few minutes. Um, from there, we'll be able to determine whether there was a domestic violence situation. At this point, we don't know definitively one way or the other. Do we Captain, have any indication can you talk to us that the about two the children, children were they on? targeted? The children we do not believe were targeted. They were the entire incident was limited to a single classroom uh, with, on the school campus. The uh, suspect had come to the classroom to visit um, the female, the adult female that was in the classroom. We believe the two children were the unfortunate recipients of injuries in, by being in proximity to the female at the time of the incident. Do we know how many shots were fired? We do not know for certain how many shots were fired. Was the, the adult children female were the instructor in the classroom? Yes. Do you know what the relationship is between the two adults? We are, we are working to, to, to determine that for certain. We have an idea, but we don't know for certain at this point. What grade of classroom was this? Not certain at this point. It looks like it might have been a multi-grade multi -grade classroom. The children who were injured, were they gunshot victims or were they injured? They, they were gunshot victims, yes. When might we learn their condition or the update? 3.30 this afternoon we'll have another press conference and we should have more information at that point. How did the suspect gain entry on into the classroom? Was, did he have the gun? Was it visible? Was there any indication that this was... There is no indication that the gun was visible upon his arrival at the school. It wasn't until he came into the classroom that he presented the firearm. There's been a lot of confusion on the part of parents, understandably, with the situation. They're going to the high school, but they're eventually taking up their kids from the university. Can you explain why that procedure was put in place and if it's going to be a little easier toward the end of the day? Yes, it, it, it will get easier towards the end of the day. The reason we did that is there are students and staff that may have been witnesses to this and we need to interview them and get that information from them. And then we also want to work on reunifying the two and it's much more difficult if they're both at the same facility at the same time. You said the suspect was visiting the female instructor. Uh, did he come through the office? Did he check in? Uh, did he sign in with the front office before he, he went to visit the instructor? Yes, he did. Was he known to the front office? I believe he was, yes. Are there any hand uh, weapon detectors by school, uh, school officers, to your knowledge? I would have to defer to school police. I'm not aware of any. Uh, I don't believe there's any metal detectors or anything like that to get on campus, no. Are the children's parents with them, as far as you know? We, we are doing everything we can to get the parents with the children. Do they have been with, with the victims. We're working on notification still. I believe one set has been. I don't know about the other. Did law enforcement make contact with the suspect before the suspect took his life? No. But this was a handgun, right? Yes, it was. And did the suspect leave a note for any? Not that we've seen at this point yet. And again, they're not disclosing the relationship between the shooter and the teacher. If they were related, perhaps an intimate relationship. We're, we're trying to make sure we know who the suspect truly is before we make something like that. I don't want to say something that might turn out to be not accurate later. Uh, approximately how many people were in the classroom and whether there were any other adults? In the that I don't know. I don't believe there are any other adults in the classroom. <coughs> and as you continue to investigate, are you sending officers to that suspect's home just Yes, we already have officers. We already have officers there. You feel confident there are no other victims? If, if yeah, if we have the right identity of the suspects, we are at that residence right now. We don't know if the two children were in fact related. They were not related to them. That we do know. A question with one of the uh, school district members: When will students be allowed back to school? Either this week or maybe even next week. Yeah, again, we're going to have the school closed uh, for the next two days at least, and then we'll uh, provide an update at that point. Again, uh, we'll have another briefing with greater details at 3.30. Uh, right now, parent release may take up to three hours, so we're just asking everyone's patience. This is just a tragic event for every single person involved, and we want to make sure that um, we still operate the highest level of safety and concern for every single child being released properly to every single parent. 
that takes time. We ask everyone's patience. Under what circumstance would a uh, somebody be allowed to just go visit a classroom? What's what's the policy on that, that someone can just go into a classroom and visit a teacher? So we have entry procedures for all of our schools, like most schools do, and uh, check in with the office. Identification is uh, is generally checked, and you know, in terms of what actually occurred on this day, uh, today, we'll, we'll unwind that more as the day unfolds and have greater detail, perhaps. How would that person be vetted or passed through the office, though? Yeah, ge generally, again, with an identification having a purpose to be on the campus. The children that were injured, how were they transported to the hospital? Mark Hart with the County Fire District. We had two uh, children that were transported, one by air, one by ground ambulance. And the shooter and this, the victim, were they related? The adult victim? or We don't know. Like I said, we don't know definitively what their relationship was at this point. That's what we're still working on. Was there any indication there could be a problem? Did the school know of maybe a restraining order or have any knowledge that this teacher may have felt? It does not appear to be the case, no. Could you give um, just a brief um, summary of kind of the timeline, minute by minute, of how you think the situation occurred, starting with when the gunman arrived at the school? I don't have the precise time that the gunman arrived at the school. We received the call at 1027, um, and the initial call that we received was first of shots fired, followed by a possible active shooter, um, which obviously got both our attention as well as school PD's attention and all of our units responding code three at that point. And do you know how long the gunman had been inside the building by the time the shots were fired? That will come out later in the investigation. Okay. Captain, can you clarify once again where exactly should students be picked up? Students picked up? No. Yeah, so again, we're asking all parents to go to Cajon High School, and that is where they will be reunited with their students. If they go anywhere else, it'll be very difficult to release their child properly. So again, proper identification, their child's safety is our utmost concern. And so their patience with the process would be uh, helpful. Can you speak, uh, any of you guys, to speak just it's just been a little over a year since we had another active shooting in this community. I'm sure when those calls came through, it really hit home to a lot of the law enforcement officers and people responding. Can you speak to that? Or? You're referring to the December 2nd incident that took place in the city of San Bernardino? I believe that when you saw the city of San Bernardino respond, with our police department and all of the agencies that came together. You saw a response that was as effective as it could have been. You also saw a community that came together that was concerned with retaliation, wanting to make sure that our community knew how to respond and come together in a united fashion, and we did that. We did that because too often these incidences are utilized as opportunities for others to take advantage of. We felt it was important to not only unite our community, but to also show and recognize that a community that is short on resources is very resilient and can deal with tragedy, disaster, just as effectively as any community in the United States. And we did that, and we will continue to do that in this occasion. We will rise to help our 
parents, our teachers, to regroup and to once again gain confidence in our community. Does that respond to your question? Can, uh, Superintendent, can we talk about the uh, school district's cell phone policy? Because a lot of parents were saying that they couldn't reach their children because cell phones are not allowed. Can you talk about the school's policy? Well, I would assure you that many children have cell phones and we uh, know that they're communicating with their parents and we're grateful they are. But are they allowed? Are cell phones allowed? Under uh, all circumstances, students are allowed to have cell phones with them at all times. Now, those cell phones may not be utilized sometimes during instruction, but students are allowed. My own children have and, and have texted their schools right here in the neighborhoods. In addition to San Bernardino and the school police, could help but notice that there were sheriff uh, officers from all over the county responding. Can you elaborate on that? Because I was actually in the RSC situation, and I couldn't help but notice the cooperation that was given to separate MOPD along with the sheriff. We are extremely fortunate that we have a, an incredible partnership with all of our surrounding allied agencies including the Sheriff's Department with Sheriff McMahon being here present with us today, the California Highway Patrol, as you see represented, uh, San Bernardino City Unified School District Police Department with Chief Polino. Uh, we, 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 had a, we had a massive response to this tragic incident as we saw on December 2nd of 2015, but it still doesn't negate the fact that tragedy has again befallen our city and we need to uh, now work through that and be there as much as we possibly can for all the involved parties. Are Two more questions, are folks. Are there any preliminary indications that the gunman may have been known to law enforcement prior to the shooting? Like I said before, until we know for certain who he is, we won't know what his criminal history is. Uh, I would imagine any minute now we will have had an ID on him and then we'll immediately know what that criminal history is. So we should have that information at 3.30. Superintendent, can you, can you speak to the parents and, and kids who may be um, a bit afraid to come back to school? Can you give them some sort of reassuring words or, or what's on your mind right now? Yeah, you know, as I mentioned, I have my own children in schools here in the district just within a, a stone's throw of where we're standing now. And, you know, I think I'd say the same thing to them is uh, this is a tragic event. It's going to take time for our heads, our hearts to heal and our patience with each other. You know, I'm grateful that when I uh, first came into our first meeting point, there was a meeting taking place of dozens of counselors and assist assistant principals. We immediately deployed them uh, to our students with our staff uh, to ensure that there's as much comfort as possible. So when you're going through this type of a horrible event. We need each other to walk hand in hand uh, to heal, and we need each other to uh, continue to press forward uh, to not allow uh, what is tragic to halt our lives from continuing forward. This is going to conclude our press conference. We will be having another press conference at 3.30 this afternoon 
Live from San Bernardino, California, authorities describing what they're calling a murder-suicide. A female teacher killed by a man who then turned his gun on himself. Two children were injured by gunshots. One of them airlifted to a local hospital. Some of their parents apparently still being contacted. This all unfolding in an elementary school classroom. The male suspect apparently signed in before going in and shooting that instructor. Many children evacuated to a local high school. They're still there. Some speaking to police. Many more you'd expect receiving counseling and comfort. Meanwhile, the mayor saying shootings in schools happening far too often. I'm Brad Milkey. You're listening to live coverage from ABC News. I want to go to Steve Gomez. He's a former FBI special agent, now an ABC News contributor. Steve, we've been seeing this emergence of shootings in schools. So can you tell me how have police tactics evolved to deal with these incidents? Well, the police, they've now, all over the country, they follow a protocol where when they get word of a potential active shooter situation, they immediately form a two-man team and a four-man team. As soon as the resources arrive there, and they, they come together and they immediately make entry into the location where the shooter supposedly is, 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 was last seen. And the idea is that they are trying to neutralize the shooter as fast as possible. Back many, many years ago before Columbine, there was the theory of you contain the situation and you don't make entry until you have enough resources. You can't afford that anymore because these active shooter situations, you got to try to prevent the loss of life as fast as possible. So now they, they, they look for two people. If they can get four people, that's the ideal team unit to make the entry and now to go and look for that active shooter and neutralize them right away. And, and Steve, what do you tell the parents at this point who, you know, they see this shooting apparently uh, between a, a male suspect a woman teaching her classroom. This all unfolded in the middle of an elementary school classroom. What would you say to a parent who's wondering, what can you do to stop something like this? Yeah, this well, as far as what you can do to stop something like this, it really starts, unfortunately, with the school maintaining good control as to who gains access to the campus. And you almost have to have one central location where um, visitors are coming in and out. But but and, and it sounds like this school did have that. It sounds like this individual signed in at the school. So it, it, they probably did have those type of protocols. Um, the next thing you have to look at is the teachers, because unfortunately, the teachers are school staff, whoever works there. It, you know, everybody's human. We all have personal relationships. And if you're a teacher or a school administrator or just somebody that that works at the school, if you have a personal relationship that has gone sour and now there's the potential for some type of domestic violence, some type of violent incident that isn't necessarily going to happen at your residence, but maybe is going to happen at your school. It's, it's very unfortunate when you have to reveal certain personal details. But these are the kind of things that the people that work at these schools have to alert school administrators if that kind of situation is occurring, because the kids could ultimately become a target, as we've now seen here. That's former FBI special agent and ABC News contributor Steve Gomez. ABC's Alex Stone is on the scene. And Alex, uh, you're from the Los Angeles area. This is a community that has seen violence before. Of course, that tear shooting at an office Christmas party a year and a half ago. What was the reaction from law enforcement today like? And of course, what was the reaction from parents? Well, the parents are distraught right now. They're they're trying to find their children. And, and I got to tell you, Brad, as we pulled up here a short time ago, the yellow school bus is streaming out with young children inside of them. And some of them, their faces pressed up against that darkened tinted glass of a school bus. 
looking out at the emergency crews, looking out at the reporters who were showing up, that they just went through something that, that no parent can imagine, especially for an elementary school student. They're being brought to a nearby high school, to Cajon High School. That's where parents are being told they can meet with their children and pick them up. The school will be shut down for at least the next two days. I just talked to a uh, commander here. Uh, he says that uh, the, the students who were hit, who are critically injured, that they, they were gunshot victims, but they don't believe they were targeted, but they were hit by bullets. They won't say where in the body they were hit, but they are critically injured right now. That's the latest from ABC's Alex Stone. The latest from police, that this was a murder-suicide in the middle of of an elementary school classroom on a Monday morning in a community that's already seen its share of violence over the last two years. I'm Brad Milkey. You've been listening to live coverage from ABC News. ABC News honored. Winner for the third straight year with the Edward R. Murrow Award for overall excellence in television and radio. ABC News, America's number one news choice. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 